If you want to follow today, we're, we're of course, on the Bible app. And, uh, but if you, if you have a, a Bible or you have an iPad or telephone or whatever, turn to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to share our time in the Word together this morning. December 2018 has arrived. It's here. It seems like we were in just December 2017 about three or four months ago. Doesn't it? It just seems like it comes. I remember when I was in grade school, I thought that from Christmas to Christmas was about five years. And I'm almost wishing that now it were. It seems like life is just picking up speed and moving on, and um, but I love December. I, I December December brings with it something that excites me. It December for our society and the world has a message that's important. It's the most unique message humanity has ever encountered. Encountered the December message is this: God Himself came to Earth to do something about the plight of men. That's a good message, isn't it? I I, I listed things today or yesterday or day before. I just I, I love to preach Christmas. I I love this season. It's just a special time for me. I love to preach Christmas because of the following. It's the best news earth ever received. God coming to remedy sin's curse and fallen humanity's plight. It's the fulfillment of hundreds and hundreds of Old Testament prophecies. It is the reaching of our loving God in the highest to the lowest of earth. It is the song of hope for struggling masses and nations. It is the, the incarnation. It is God wrapped in human flesh. It is the dividing of time from before and after, before Christ and that O Domini. I wrote this yesterday. It is the arrival of the awaited sacrifice, the promised lamb, without spot or blemish, that would be crucified for the sins of the world, it ought to be a special message. Amen? It is the saddest farewell in heaven, but it's the shout of a multitude of angels in earth's clouds to lowly shepherds who said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. I want to declare to you, we serve a good God this morning. We don't serve an evil God. We serve a good God. I love that. It's the, the green tree of decor at this time of season that says, beyond Christmas there is reason for living and for life. It's the calling of carols to longing hearts that need to hear joy to the world, for the Lord has come. I love this. I wrote this. It's the silent night a parent sings to a sleeping infant. There are times I must tell you, and my two sons wouldn't like this at all, but there, this morning John brought little Johnny into my office, and I squatted down, and I said, come give me a hug, and that little guy came and hugged me, and I just wish sometimes my boys were that size again so I could hug them like that. How many parents know what that means? Wouldn't you just like to rock your baby again sometime? I'm afraid you couldn't see me if I was rocking my babies. <laughs> Just take it in right, in good stride. Oh, wow. 
On and on and on the Christmas message goes. In the coming two or three weeks, I haven't determined, but I, I've looked at, I know I have at least three in the next few weeks. I'm going to talk about the confessions or the announcements, the proclamations of Christmas. And uh, this morning, I'm going to talk about that confession from Gabriel. But this word confession means a word of affirmation, a declaring of truth, and it is a word of great significance. So when I say confessions of Christmas, it is affirming, proclaiming, pronouncing. And I just thought it'd be interesting to see how the Spirit of the Lord came and spoke to several people as they played their part and made the announcement to the Christmas story. This morning I want to start with Gabriel. What, a, what an interesting character. I want you to follow me now and go to a, an obscure place. And here is the probably the best known angel, if not Gabriel and Michael, but Gabriel, the announcing angel. And he comes to Mary. Look with me in Luke chapter 1. And I want to look at verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. What a confession of a truth and that is this. I want to use my first point this morning and paraphrase, if you'll allow, verse 28. And I want us to get the message right up front in this Christmas season. Gabriel said to Mary this, Your circumstances are a matter for rejoicing. I want to tell you that's good news to some of us. Your circumstances are a matter for rejoicing. This sudden appearance to this young girl, probably somewhere around 14 years of age, this announcement and this appearance of this angel must have been terrifying to Mary. Can you imagine what she experienced? And yet, in spite of the shock, in spite of the urgency of it, the message was positive. Listen to what the angel said. And I want, I want this to speak to us today too. Gabriel said to Mary, you are highly favored. I want to tell you, if Gabriel walked in this room and said that to you, it would mean something to you. You are highly favored. Not because of your family heritage. Not because of your financial affluency. Not because of a prominent position in earth's status and, and in earth's perspective. Here it is, Mary. You are highly favored because the Lord is with you. That's what he said to her. Highly favored because the Lord is with you. What an incredible confession! What an incredible moment! What an incredible announcement. And the phrase highly favored one means this. And I hope you can identify. She was a recipient of divine grace and mercy. Did you hear me? 
You are a highly favored one. It means you have received the, the divine grace and mercy of God. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary was an obscure young lady in an obscure family, in an obscure place. And yet God knew who she was, where she was, and what he had planned for her life. The scripture teaches us that God is no respecter of person. Can I say to you this Christmas season, God knows who you are, he knows where you are, and he knows what he has as a plan for your life. Gabriel confessed and affirmed the truth. Your circumstances are a matter for rejoicing. And I don't care what the enemy's trying to turn over in your life today or trying to threaten you with. The good news is that that same principle, that same confession is true. You are favored because God is with you. That's a good confession, isn't it? I have four points. That's one. We're 25% through. I'm glad you didn't shout on that. Number two, he said this to Mary, verse 29 and 30. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Can I just paraphrase that? This wasn't her everyday routine. I'm telling you, here's an angel. I don't know what he looked like, but I guarantee you she was startled. She didn't know what kind of manner of greeting this was. Ladies and gentlemen, I think sometimes we don't live close enough to the Lord that when He does speak, we, we, we don't recognize it. Verse 30, And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. He said, Do not be afraid. And he explained why she should not be afraid, and that was because you have found favor with God. Notice that Gabriel, for a second time, used this word favor. The first time was a relationship favor. This one is to calm her fear. I want to tell you something. I think we ought to live close enough to the Lord that we recognize His voice, and it doesn't cause us fear. God said it a second time, you have favor. It, it, it seems like that the, the typical response of human beings to a supernatural occurrence when it happens is fear. Can I say especially to those who do not know the Lord? How many of you are glad you know that you were in the presence of the Lord in worship this morning? How many of you recognize it for what it is? It's true and it's real. And, and the world doesn't understand that. They, they don't comprehend that. But I want to tell you, there's more than, than, than just we human beings here. We come and there's the presence of God and there's the presence of angels all about this place. I want to tell you, when we meet here, we don't see in the spirit world, but we know it. For the record, here she was, this response. Let me just say for the record, Abraham, Isaac, Moses... And in the Christian story, Joseph and the shepherds all heard these same words. They heard words of comfort. You do not need to be afraid. I want to ask you something. Can you use that message this morning? I want to tell you what the way the world's shaping up and the things that we see coming across this globe. Ladies and gentlemen, I think Gabriel's 
confession to Mary is that you do not have to be afraid. Can I tell you that God says to us this morning, you don't have to be afraid because you're in the presence of the Lord. Thirdly, look with me in verse 31. And behold, he continues conversation, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Watch this. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. <laughs> I want to go back to that scene. I want you to see Gabriel standing there. I want you to see this humble little Jewish girl who's probably 14. And, and what an awesome, she just asks, what kind of manner of greeting is this? And then he tells her, you will conceive of the Holy Spirit and have a son. I, I just ask you, can you imagine what that little girl felt like? You will have a son. In this confessional announcement, Gabriel provided six affirmations. I want to go through them right quickly because I want us to hear this on this Christmas season. Watch what Gabriel, do not just pass it by. Watch what Gabriel said to this young lady about the Christmas message. He said, first of all, call his name Jesus. That's the very same thing that Joseph was told back over in Matthew in his dream, Matthew 1 and 21, where Gabriel said to him also, you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Ladies and gentlemen, God always works on both ends of things. He said, call his name Jesus. Secondly, he said, he will be great. This concerns his significance. Gabriel was saying to Mary, this, your son will be the greatest human and that will ever walk this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, mom, dad, no doubt, he is the most significant personality in human and divine history. After all, this is God who came down here and walked with us in the flesh. And the work that he was to perform was the atonement, which was the most strategic job that history and humanity has ever known. You and I, because he finished his work, can be at one with God. Think about that significance. Some men build buildings, and that's fine. Some, some people are accomplished in talents and arts. Some men and women make great strides in this world, but no person on earth has ever had the significance of this Christ. He will be great. Thirdly, he said, he will be called the son of the highest. If you go to the Old Testament, Lucifer said, I will be the highest. I will be the most high. I will be the star. I will run the show. I will, I will, I will. 
And Gabriel said to Mary, he will be called the son of the highest. It's a reference back to Psalm chapter 2 when David heard from the Spirit of God about this Christ some hundreds and hundreds of years before when he said, the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possessions. I want to tell you, this may have been a surprise to Mary, but it certainly wasn't a surprise to Jesus or God or the angels because David had already had that prophetic word given to him centuries before. So, so what David wrote in the psalmist, Gabriel announced to Mary. I, I want to say again, I marvel at the Lord's work and how he deals with humanity. And the fourth thing is this. He said the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. You know, we read this stuff, but just let me touch it a minute. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. David was the greatest king Israel ever had. And he had the promise that he would come and rule it again. And David's kingdom would go on. Listen, it's a look back, a prophetic word from Isaiah chapter 9 and 7. Here's what it says. Of the increase of his government and peace. How many of you know there's a lot of governments and no peace? But it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. I want to tell you something. Let's go back over here to the Old Testament. Let's go back over here. 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago, God said things. Come to the New Testament, and today it is so. And there are some remaining things in that Old Testament that are prophetic, and there are some prophecies that are in the New Testament today, and I want to tell you, we're soon to look back on a day, and God will have performed every promise He ever This is not just read through it and say, yeah, well, that's good. This is Christ whose kingdom will absolutely, he'll be given the kingdom of his father, David. We'll touch it in a minute. The fifth thing Gabriel said was this, he will reign over the house of Jacob. What does that mean? In short, let me share with you what it means. It means Jesus is Israel's Messiah. That's what that means. And let me just say this morning, Israel need not look for nor expect another. Someday they're going to get it. And the sixth thing Gabriel said to Mary was this, of his kingdom, we read it, there shall be no end. Let me say this, many kingdoms over the course of human history have come, and they come and go, but Christ's kingdom will have no end. Daniel declared that, I won't read it, Daniel 7, 13 through 14. He's going to have a kingdom that God placed there, and his kingdom will never... Pastor, what, 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 is, what is this all about for us? I, Gabriel said these six things in proclamation about her son. And what, what does it mean? It, I want us to look at this confession. So watch this. These six things mean this. It declares that our king, it declares his eternality. It declares his power. It de describes his, our Israel, our and Israel's future. Here's what he said. 
call His name Jesus because He's the Savior. He will be great. There will be no other like Him. He will be called the Son of the Highest. He will, it won't be Lucifer. It won't be demons. It won't be any earthly demagogue. It won't be any powerful man. That this, this Christ, this Son, will be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord will give Him the throne of His father David. Ladies and gentlemen, he will have the authority over this earth for eternity. He will reign in the house of Jacob. I said Israel will finally get it. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Can I tell you that you and I have been born in a kingdom and we are that kingdom at this very present time. And we are his kingdom now and we will be in his kingdom for eternity. It's our, these six things that Gabriel said to Mary is our hope, it's our faith, it's our anchor. And I want to tell you the message that he was proclaimed and that is this, our future is absolutely sure. I love the word, don't you? I love the word. It just because when life hits you and knocks you off your feet, you need to know that there is one thing that is always sure. Point number four. Gabriel announced, look at me at verse 34. Boy, these are powerful words. Listen. Then Mary said to the angel, Gabriel. How can this be since I do not know a man? <laughs> I was listening to one of my favorite preachers. I just wish, I just wish sometime that God would give, had given me some of David Jeremiah's mind. He's an awesome man. I heard him tell the story. I hope I get it correctly. He had written a Bible and had it published, and he finally got one and gave it to his children. And his children just gave one to their, to their children, which was his grandchildren, and they begin to study out of it, and so I think it was the, the son, his son and his daughter-in-law gave it to his grandchildren, and the grandchildren had a question, and so uh, their mother came and said to David Jeremiah, said, uh, these kids have a question from the Bible, and he said, okay, what is it, and he said, they ask, I think it was girls, two girls, they ask, how can Mary have a baby, Mary and Joseph have a baby when they don't even know each other? You know, sometimes children can see things. And you know what David Jeremiah said? Ask your daddy. <laughs> Ask your daddy. <laughs> oh. Ask your daddy. Watch this. How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Watch this. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. I want to tell you something. If you don't believe that, you are all men most miserable in this world today. Gabriel announced to this little lady, hear it, God himself will cause all of this to happen. 
Mary asked, how can this be? How can this be? What in the world? This is so far in my concept, out of my, out of my concept. I don't understand. Have you ever asked God, Lord, how can this be? Lord, how can this ever turn out, right? Have you ever been to the Lord and said, Lord, I don't, I don't know what to do. And Gabriel simply replied, with God, nothing is impossible. So I'm going to make the application to us and I'll be finished. And I hope you catch this because I'm going to say the truth of what I've been trying to say and then you'll see it in my points. Number one is this. Henry, are you here? There you are. You slipped by me, son. Let's look at our points. Number one is this. And I want you to hear this confession. And I want you to make it yours. Because God is with us. Say that with me. Because God is with us. Even my circumstance is a matter for rejoicing. Doesn't matter how negative they are. Doesn't matter how questionable they are. Doesn't matter what Satan has thrown at us. Because God is with us, we are favored. And even our circumstances are a matter for rejoicing. This world got me upset sometimes. It shakes me up. I look at it and go, God, what in the world are we going to do? But I've learned this. We can have joy. It's an inner quality of contentment. Why? Because the Spirit of God dwells in us. And because God is with us, even my circumstance is a place to rejoice. I may even need that message this morning. Secondly is this. Because of His presence, you and I do not need to live in fear. I want to tell you, we sang it a while ago, His love can overcome our fear. His love can overcome our fear. And thirdly, understand, God has sent a Savior for you. And His name is Jesus. Can I tell you something? Gabriel said, you will have a son. Let's say it today. Mary had a son. And because of that son, you have favor with God. Fourthly, you have no problem, no difficulty, no stronghold, no sin, no habit that is too strong to challenge God. Listen to Gabriel. Mary. I wonder how Gabriel said that. I wonder how he said that. I wonder if he said, Mary. Or I wonder if he said, Mary. Or I just wonder, Mary, God himself will cause all this to happen. It's Gabriel's announcements. And boy, they are powerful on our world today, are they not? So if you're in a battle of doubt, if you're in a battle of strength, if you're in a battle of direction, listen to Gabriel. He said it to Mary, and he says it to you this morning. 
Rejoice. You are highly favored.